Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Rock Radio. I'm your host, Steve, and tonight I have uh, a couple of returning guests uh, on the show with me tonight. Uh, We had them on for the solo discussion. So let's begin by welcoming JD. How's it going, JD? Doing great, buddy. How's you doing? Doing good. You got your beer in hand. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. And we also have Mr. Tasty Cakes. How's it going, man? I too have beer in hand. You have beer. Okay, you guys have the beer. I have the coffee. (laughs) So, uh, everybody out there, welcoming to the show. Uh, This is episode number 146. And tonight... Um, we are trying something new, actually. We are not only streaming on YouTube, but tonight we are trying out a stream on Twitch. So we'll see how that turns out. And, uh, let's see, who do we have in the chat room so far? So Isaac was in kind of bright and early. Uh, Fulcrum Entertainment is with us. And, hey, look, there's Jenny. Uh, Tina is with us. Thanks for coming in, Tina. JV is with us. Ubaldo T is with us. And Kelly, aka Lunar Girl, is with us. So thanks for coming in and checking us out tonight. And I believe that Kelly is going to be moderating for us tonight. So you folks in the chat need to behave. Or not. I don't know. I'll leave it to her discretion. So, uh, for anybody tuning in for the first time, uh, let's start with Mr. Tasty Cakes. Where are you from? Do you have you have a stream, a podcast, or something like that? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'm angry. I'm 31. I like long walks on the beach. Um, no, I. Uh, yeah, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> real talk. I'm actually on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Angry Tasty Cakes. Um, Star Wars nerd through and through. And uh, I'm just kind of, you know, here for a good time. Happy to be here. Cool. Happy to have you on. We always like the Star Wars nerds on here. And JD, where are you from? Uh, I am actually just a uh, kind of, for the most part, have been in the past just a lurker in the background, chatting up with people in the Star Wars podcast in different places. I'm happy to be here as a guest to talk about a very good topic, I think. Uh, I'm... uh, uh, 47. <laughs> I have a, a field of give a crap that is very barren right now because it's uh, dusty and it's uh, um, we're in a drought. So my my give a crap has not reached its peak level at all. And uh, so yeah, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great time tonight. Awesome. Uh, and angry. Actually, I forgot to uh, ask where can the folks find you on the social medias. Oh yeah, so um, I'll be, you know, twitch.tv slash Angry Tasty Cakes. That's my main one. I stream almost every single day, and um, Twitter, same thing. Um, just Angry Tasty Cakes on that one too. I refuse to call it X, so it's still Twitter, and um, that's pretty much all I have right now. I'm reworking my Instagram. And then that should be up and going again. So once that is good, I will let you all know. Very good. Well, we'll talk a little bit more before we get into the main topic. But before we do that, we are going to take our first break and play some music. Because, you know, we're all about the music 
as well as the nerdy Star Wars stuff on here. So uh, we are starting off with a band based out of Den Haag, Netherlands. Uh, they were called Drunk Tank. <laughs> and they released a single back on September 1st via Thousand Island Records. And we're going to play that single. So here it is. It is called Kindle the Flame. Let's hope the music works tonight. of some uh, kind of 90s skate punk with a with a little dash of some 80s metal riffs in there good stuff JD said I would bang my head but that hurts <laughs> and, uh, I heard a more toned down version of Dragon Force okay. <laughs> that's, yeah banging head that's, I'm, I'm getting too old for that sort of thing cool. I do like their 
I do like their logo. They're a Netherlands band, but they have ninja stuff all over their back. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some more tunes for you later on, but we will uh, take care of some housekeeping stuff. Um, So as I said, this is uh, episode number 146 of Rebel Rock Radio. If you're just tuning in, uh, tonight we are going to be talking about a question. Discussing the idea or the question, uh, did Disney ruin Star Wars? And we will get into that a little bit later. Uh, but as I said, need to go through some housekeeping stuff here. First of all, where can you find us, as in the show? Easiest way is just by going to this link showing up here on the bottom. And if you're listening to us on our audio platforms, that link is bio.link forward slash rebel rock radio. Um, that will be in the show notes if you just want to read it there. And that will take you to all the social media, and it will take you to our merch store, and all that fun stuff. So you were everywhere. We're on the, the Twix, the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch now. Uh, we're probably anywhere that you want to find us. Um, and if you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure that you subscribe like and comment and ring that bell and all that good stuff so you never miss an episode um let's see what else did i have oh uh, i did want to mention that uh we are coming up on our oh crap now i got a math hang on we're coming up on our fourth anniversary as a podcast if it makes you feel any better i was taking ninth grade ninth grade geometry my senior year so take oh, all the time I, uh, you need to math. I, I didn't take geometry until my senior year as well. <laughs> the question you have to ask, is it today's math or 90s math? Well, I graduated high school at 90, so. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not me. <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So we're coming up on our fourth anniversary. Uh, and... I would really like to hit 200 subscribers by that day. I'm not very optimistic about that, to be honest. But right now we're at 171. So if you could get the word out and uh, help us get to 200 by, um, let's see, what is the actual anniversary date? Um, You know? I don't remember the day, but give me a second. I'm going to look it up. 17th. So November 17th will be our fourth birthday. Uh, okay, so what's this in the chat room? JV is saying if you subscribe, make sure you watch content to lock in the description. Otherwise, YouTube will purge accounts because they found ah, very good. Yeah, they're kind of going ham recently on some stupid decisions. So yeah, it's always good to play it safe. And sorry when it comes to subscribing. Good, good tip, JV. Thanks. Um, anyway, um, we also, uh, if you go to that bio link, you can get a link to our Patreon page. And 
Yeah, look at there. We got a we got the first bot of the night. Oh, get him out of here! Oh, we'll take care of them. Um, I didn't see it. So you can go to our uh, Patreon and become one of our patrons if you would like to support the show financially and help us stay in business and all that good stuff. Um, like I said, go to the bio link and just click on the Patreon link. And I would like to take a minute to recognize and thank those that are our current patrons. So, thank you to Dave, Kelly, and Chris, Justin, Charlie, and Chantel. Thank you very much for your financial contributions. Help keeping this thing alive. Much appreciated. Uh, and you, too, can be a patron of Rebel Rock Radio for as little as $1 a month. Um, let's see. Have we got any newcomers in the chat? Doesn't look like it so far, except for the bot. Uh, we got the bot. So thank you, bot. My boy Malice is in there, though. Malice on PC. I, I don't I don't think they've been in the chat before. No, he's, he's one of mine. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Hope you enjoy the show. And if not, I hope you don't tell anybody that you hated it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he'll just let me know. Cheers. Okay. <laughs> that works. Uh, oh, you know what? Kelly can't see the bot because it's coming from Twitch. Yes, it is. Sorry, Kelly. I, I forgot that I have Twitch running too. So the bot is actually coming from there. I just saw the little, uh, the little Twitch icon underneath its name. You can just report. I'll report it. I'll do it yeah, right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so Get him out of here. let us. Um. I am going to give a shout out to a few other uh, podcasts out there that um, I think you should be listening to. And usually, I well, no, I won't lie. I'm I'm never actually prepared, so. I'm, I'm actually uh, pulling up that list because I forgot to keep it up. Okay, those so... Are, those uh, are some of the best shows. Those are great shows. So, um, we've got ATSW, The Escape Pod. Great show. Uh, usually comes on Wednesdays. Uh, the Sidebar Cantina. Another awesome show. Uh, Jason and Dave, they usually live stream on Mondays. Uh, Pop My Culture with Chantel and Josh. I don't think they have a regular schedule. Uh, Dork Wars with Blake. I don't think his, unless he's done anything new, I don't think his is very, um, I don't think his is scheduled either. But Blake did. I will uh, let you know that he put together a new podcast network. Uh, brand new. He's got he's got uh, I don't know about four or five uh, different podcasts on there, uh, and it is called the Subculture Podcast Network. So go check that one out. Oh, Kelly just uh, let me know that Dork Wars is on Sunday nights now. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, Exegesis. That is a podcast that is put together uh, by my former co-host, DJ, and that runs on Thursday nights, usually. I think he is out on, uh, let's just 
call it uh, sabbatical right now because he's got some some health things going on. And Podcast of the Wills just jumped into the chat. Hey, Mr. Nick Milky. <laughs> uh, Star Wars Splash Page is another good one. They focus on uh, Star Wars comic books. That's a good one. Uh, Grave Reviews put together by Alan and Kelly. Do you know what day he does his? Is it? I don't know if he's got a regular schedule or not. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, punk Lotto Pod is a punk rock podcast that talks about various punk rock records, and they don't have a regular schedule, but they are out, uh, I believe, once a week. Um, and then another music based podcast is One Band Five Songs, put together by my friend Dave Brown. And um, he usually drops that. It's not a live thing. He usually drops that on Mondays. And uh, in that podcast, he discusses the career of a band uh, through the lens of five of their classic songs. Oh, here we go. Alan and DB are on Grave Reviews Thursday night, 730 Eastern. Thank you, Kelly. She's always bailing me out, I'll tell you. Um, do you have any podcasts that you would like to give a shout out to, fellas? Uh, well, with Nick in the chat and all them, I'll give a shout out to uh, Streaming Star Wars Network, Podcast of the Wills, and uh, Around the Galaxy podcast. Some of uh, one of our some of our regulars that I oh, attend. Right. So, yeah. definitely go check them folks out. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Angry? Um, kind of the aforementioned one, and then I'll add one more as well. It's gonna be uh, Broaxium. Oh, I yeah. do, I do enjoy a good Broaxium every once in a while. Just you know, <laughs> Daniel right, and right Chris. Before, uh... <laughs> right before you said that, I that popped in my head, and if you didn't say them, I was gonna say I was gonna say, and then Chris <laughs> from Broaxium, and then um, <laughs> the Battle Report podcast for Warhammer 40k. If anyone's into that. They're always a good time to watch. Oh, the uh, miniatures game. Yeah, yeah. Those are my uh, those are my picks. You, you play a lot of uh, miniature games? Um, no, I just collect and paint. That's all I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, half the, that's uh, half the battle. Literally half the battle. Yeah, half the battle. Yeah, I yeah. um, I play tabletop uh, RPGs primarily. I don't really get into the miniatures thing because I don't really care to do the painting my my hands are not steady enough for me to do it correctly so i don't really do it uh however i did buy the core set uh, about a month or two ago of uh star wars shatterpoint mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and i actually had I, I used to work at a game store up until uh, probably about three weeks ago um three four weeks ago uh and the uh, the manager of the store actually painted them for me. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really the only um, really the only miniatures that I no, I take that back. I did play the X Wing miniatures game, uh, but you don't actually have to paint those. So I do anyway because I don't like the stock look. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I actually have. Um, I painted. A Corellian Corvette 
in the colors of uh, Carson, Tiva Carson. Cool. The blue, yellow, gold, that thing. So, nice. yeah. Yeah, I um, when I played X-Wing, uh, that miniatures game, I uh, generally played TIE Fighters. I like Coward. Well, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. Um, so, actually, speaking of, of tabletop role-playing games and podcasts, uh, I did want to let you know out there that the Red 5 Tavern is going to be back on Friday night. Uh, Red 5 Tavern being the uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons live stream group uh, that ran every Friday for a while, and then they took a break. Uh, because the campaign was over. Uh, but there is a new campaign starting this Friday, uh, and they will be featuring some of the new characters because all of the players uh, had to roll up new characters. And the name of the campaign, I've got it right here, the Accursed Queen of Iron Bridge. So that will be Friday at... Ah, crap. Kelly, can you help me out on this? Uh, gosh, man, I want to say... I want to say 9 Central. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I will actually be playing in uh, in this week's session, so that'll be a lot of fun. Um, any of you guys play any D&D or any, any other tabletop role-playing games? Not, not tabletop for that. I actually play a lot of Baldur's Gate, which and Neverwinter. So the digital versions of the game, but not the physical. There we go. I, I was oh, I was almost right. I said nine p.m., but it's actually nine p.m. Eastern. Okay, I was a quarter right. I was a twenty-five percent right. Okay, so that is when now Red Five Tavern will commence. And Kelly put the link in there for us. There we go. Uh, so right there, just go to youtube.com forward slash at the Red 5 Tavern. That'll take you to Friday's session. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, all right. Well, it is time for another music break. So we're going to take a breather here and quit talking. And this next song comes to you from Brooklyn, New York. Hey. It is from a band. Hey, I'm from New York. <laughs> it is from a band called Sidelands. And they just released a self-titled EP on September 29th. And we are taking a song from that release. And so here is the song Flowers by Sadlands. Enjoy. I'm coming home to you flowers. And you're still sitting alone in your tower.
You got a rebuttal in your pocket. stuff um i have got somebody hold that thought i've got somebody uh scratching at my office door i can only guess who it might be lloyd that was that was new york representing man that was a pretty good one <laughs> no yeah. just to be clear i'm not from the city because oh. i'm about to okay i'm about to throw down but any self-respecting <laughs> new yorker thinks that the city should be its own damn thing all right <laughs> I, can't, I can't i can't comment i can't comment <laughs> um so yeah good stuff there um right. hey dragon buddy just came in the house hey how's it going chris good to have you on the show as always yeah, somebody was scratching at my chamber door. I'm pretty sure it was Earl, based on the uh, the um, volume of his meow. But as when I w- went to go open the door, he was uh, 
he was gone. But uh, oh, hey, speaking of cats, uh, since uh, I haven't shown a picture lately, here is a recent picture of Mr. Uh, Andor. That is Andor, our youngest cat. And uh, he is a little over a year old, but he is, he was the runt of the litter, so he's not going to get any bigger. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a little one. Um, Shay Gatsby. She's oh, mine. She, yep. she, my, she, my lady. All right. Well, thanks for coming, yeah. Jay. And, Hi, Shay. Uh, it's true. When we're in when we're in the car together, I will sound like I'm straight out of like Brooklyn. Wow. It's bad, especially with South Carolina drivers. Oh wow! I served with a girl in the military. Just a quick story. I served with a girl in the military who was from Jamaica, and when you talk to her in normal, like on the base or anything, she sounded completely like she was American. But when she got on the phone with her parents in Jamaica, oh my God, mm -hmm. the accent went thick. It was it was the craziest thing. Couldn't understand a word she said. Yeah, I can I can get some uh, I can get some bad road rage too. Uh, and <laughs> my, uh, the, the 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 people here in Oklahoma they they drive really slow. And uh, where in Oklahoma? I live in Norman. <laughs> I live in El Dorado, Kansas. Okay. Yeah, I um, I used to live in. Uh, used I have to a rock. Ed huh? I have a rock. You have a lot. Y'all yeah. are like 20 minutes from each other. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah no. Um, I used to live in Edmond uh, before I moved to uh, Michigan. Uh, and then when we moved back from Michigan, we decided we did not want to go back to Edmond. So we chose uh, Norman. And I like it better. I didn't really like Edmond, but yeah. Um, Blake's in the chat. Hey, Blake, how's it going? And Dragon Buddy has a jar of dirt. He understands. He gets it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Does and he have a heart he, in it, though? Buddy <laughs> was transplanted in Pennsylvania from New York City. Her accent only comes out when I'm mad, when she's, uh... I, I can, I can she gets that. it. <laughs> I can believe that. I really can. <laughs> she gets uh, it. All right. So next up, uh, I am bringing up uh, or bringing back a segment we used to do. Uh, I don't remember why we quit doing it, but anyway, we're bringing it back. We are bringing back the Rebel Rock Radio uh, weekly picks. That is where the how we used to do it. You know, the hosts would uh, recommend something, either be it a movie, book. TV show, comic book, whatever, um, and recommend it to you fine listeners. So um, let's start with Angry. Do you have a recommendation this week? Um, you know, I had to spend this time trying to think of one that I think y'all would like because my, my entertainment tends to be very niche. And, uh, oh, I'm back. I might need a minute to come back to me. Okay, I'll come back to you. JD, did you have a recommendation for the week? 
my recommendation is going to be one that I need to read myself. So I'm going to recommend it because I think it'll motivate me to do so. Uh, I am going to recommend the book um, Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. Ooh, okay. Uh, because because I I didn't get to read all of Empire Strikes Back from a, from a certain point of view. But I got to discuss quite a bit of it, and it was very intriguing, very good. And since Return of the Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, I'm going to motivate myself to do so and 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 and, and read it. So I'm I'm recommending it simply because I want to I want to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. So that's a good recommendation. I I bought it. Uh, I mean, I, I had pre-ordered it, and it came the day it was released. I, I still haven't read it. Uh, I'm still way behind on my High Republic stuff, and I'm, I'm trying to get to a manageable point. But um, yeah, I'm not done. So uh, eventually, I would like to do an episode about that book that you just mentioned. Uh, I've got it on the I've got it on the slate, but I don't have it scheduled because I haven't read it yet. So I'm gonna get on reading it. Yeah. All right, Angry, you got anything? All right, I'm going to give you two choices, but I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys pick which one. Okay. Well, Book one... or TV show? Oh, um, let's go TV, TV show. show. TV. All right, okay. It's not Star Wars related. Uh-oh. So bear with me, okay? Yeah, mine's not either, so. <laughs> Depends on what it is. It's uh it's on Netflix. Um it's it's a live action version of a Chinese anime and it's called the King's Avatar and it sounds stupid, but it's, it's actually quite interesting. It's um, it follows, I'm gonna give you a quick synopsis here. It follows one of the best players in the game called glory and he gets kicked off of his professional team. He was the captain of his professional team and he gets essentially fired because he wasn't bringing in enough money. So he gets a job moonlighting as an internet cafe network manager across the street from his former team's headquarters. And he has to put together a whole team from scratch to win the championship back from his former team. (laughs) But it's campy, it's goofy, it's silly. And it's just, it's lighthearted enough to where like, you don't have to think about it too hard. And it's it's just it's a good time. I highly recommend it. Just get past the translation. There are some mistranslations in there, but once you get past that, you're like, no, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. So highly recommend. Good recommendation. Um, is that uh, is that new or or no? Mm. It's been around for a couple of years, okay. um, and. Uh, I think I got it. Yeah, it's the anime's been out for about five, six years, but the live action's been around. Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but the live action's been around since like 2019 ish. Okay. okay. Something like that. So it's it's pretty pretty recent. Cool. Um I actually liked the movie Moneyball. Okay, so my recommendation is for a new movie. Um, I'm going to warn you, this movie is not for everybody. Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, no, I'm not going to recommend that one. I did see that one. 
the night that it came out. Uh, now, this one uh, I just saw uh, this past Friday. Um, it is called Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh. That's a good. So it's really good, but, it? but it is really long. Hmm. It's, it's a Scorsese movie. movie, isn't it? What's that? Scorsese? It's a Scorsese? Yeah, yeah it's, that's so it's going to be uh, like four hours minimum. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so, yeah, you go in there and it's good, but you know, you you leave, or at least I left the theater thinking, did it really need to be that long? Hmm. I think we could have got that story a little bit more condensed, uh, but it was it was actually a really good movie. I did I did find it. Um, the acting in it was pretty spot on. Uh, you know, you had. Robert De Niro, uh, Leo DiCaprio. Uh, there were a few other names, names uh, that I can't remember. Uh, but then there were a lot of a lot of folks that were were uh, new to the industry, I think. But uh, yeah, good good flick, and um, go check it out if you've got a few hours, literally a few hours to kill. Um, everybody, everybody I've talked to seen it says it's really good. It, it is good, but it's it's not something. Let's put it this way: I would not go to the theater again and watch it. Hmm. I I would watch it again. I just would not go to the theater and watch it again because I don't want to sit down that long. Um, so background noise when you're at home, something like that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Vacuuming, can't hear it anyway, but you're gonna have it on anyway. Or, yeah. or when I'm when I'm working, because I I spend a lot of time working where I'm just kind of I've got other stuff in the background, just kind of tuning things out. Um, but that's actually how I do my uh, audiobook listening. Um, like right now, I'm reading. Uh, what the hell am I reading right now? It's a Star Wars book, uh, Tempest Runner. I'm reading uh, Tempest Runner. It's uh, like an audio drama by Kevin Scott. It's 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 not bad so far. Um. All right. Well, that was it for this week's edition of Rebel Rock Radio Picks. Uh, we'll do this again next time. And what is on the docket next? All right. Well, we are almost to the point where we're going to talk about our main topic. But before we do that, we are going to play our last music break of the evening. Um, so this is from, I believe it is a solo artist. I don't think it's a band. Uh, but they, she, them, I don't know, is from Russia. Uh, did some digging, and I'm not sure what part of Russia they are from. Uh, but the name of the band, whatever, is Notrix. Notrix? I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's, it's even spelled weird. But um, they have an EP coming out um, on November 17th called Rejected. And we're going to play a song from that EP. So here is Notrix with Do I Exist? Do I Exist? 
with all this pain inside When you wake up one day and all your life is a lie You never want to go to sleep when you try to escape But I know the clouds which had one in rain Then you wake up inside a total strange Where your family feels broken So little to the bad your claws No one pain can do better You wake up familiar faces You walk up just to find a soul to this house You know you were a fraud but you're back in the crowd You tried to get a rope stuck and thankfully tight And the view of the started to lie
All right, that was Do I Exist by Hot Tricks, No Tricks. Uh, interesting little tune there coming out of uh, Russia. Um, kind of had a, a bit of an Evanescence vibe to it a little bit. Um, I don't know. There, there's some other stuff going on there, kind of maybe an industrial gothic type thing going on. I was thinking like female version of Slipknot if it was me. But... You can go that route too, yeah. <laughs> stuff. And while we were playing that tune, Ding, I mean Spencer came into the chat. So welcome back to the show, Spencer. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. And now it is about that time. We are going to, are we going to answer the question or, or are we just going to discuss the question? I need to front load some alcohol if we're about to dive into this right now. Cause like this is a <laughs> spicy right. topic. If you didn't, if you didn't front load by now, you're wrong because it's <laughs> hang on. People. We're in for a rough ride. If this is it. All right, folks. Buckle your seat belts and uh, let's do it. So the question is, did Disney ruin Star Wars? But before we get into that, let us talk briefly uh, about the history of Disney and Star Wars. Um, so the distribution deal um, between Walt Disney and Lucasfilm uh, actually kind of got started in early 2011. Uh, but the actual acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney um, did not happen uh, until October of 2012. Uh, Lucasfilm was purchased for $4.05 billion, uh, which was mostly cash and then uh, also some shares of Disney stock. Um, at that point, of course, George Lucas was no longer um, involved directly with uh, his, his creation. Uh, but at that point, Kathleen Kennedy, who at the time was um, kind of a co-chairman of Lucasfilm. Handpicked, uh, by the way. Say that again? Handpicked, by the way. Handpicked by George Lucas, <laughs> we might add. Uh, became president of Lucasfilm. And uh, from then on, she basically uh, became kind of more or less like a brand manager. Uh, so, um, some in the chat are, you know, okay, so JV, not surprisingly, saying it's not really a spicy question. The answer is yes. I'll so, fight him. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kelly wants more Notrix. Um, yeah, I'll have, I'll have the show notes for all the, all the music. Um, and uh, so, her EP comes out later this month, so go get some more. Uh, he's he's also says that ten thirty twelve is the day Star Wars died. Anyway, so all right, move on. All right, um, we'll so, limber up. 
Okay, so um, you guys had some thoughts that you were talking about earlier today that you wanted to bring up before we really got into the meat. Um, kind of a disclaimer of sorts. So who'd like to start that off? I'll leave that one to JD. Okay. So here's the thing with me, and I, I thought long and hard about this topic because it is a very spicy, it is a very fiery topic, it is one of those things where you're really you're really dancing in the flame when it comes to the fandom when you talk about this kind of thing because you have a lot of different types, you have a lot of different experiences, you have a lot of different things that that people are drawing their passion or love from Star Wars from. And my disclaimer on this whole thing is, is that I, I personally wanted to make it very clear that I, in my opinion, this question one is is framed wrong in the fact that you're almost making a suggestion to people that it was ruined. And for everybody who has an opinion or a thought on this particular topic, for me, it's completely subjective. I mean, depending on what time you were born, how you view it, what you viewed before Disney took over Star Wars, how you see it now, what place you are in life how it, um, you know, what you thought about the trilogy or about the saga and the franchise was important to you. It's completely subjective to you and your experiences and, and you as a person. And I, my personal opinion is no. I That's the short answer is no. I don't think they did ruin Star Wars. Um, I don't agree with everything they've done as we've discussed. I don't like everything that they've done as we've discussed. Um, I don't agree with everything George Lucas did. Because I grew up when the original trilogy came out in the theaters. I grew up and I, I came up in my childhood, my teenage years, my adult years, seeing the special editions. I came up during the dark times when the EU was big. I came up just loving, you know, the, seeing the, 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 the hype around the prequels. And then just devastated when I saw The Phantom Menace. And I went, that is the coolest crap I've ever seen. It's awesome. There's some things I didn't agree with, but I thought it was awesome. And then I saw the people and the kind of the hatred for it and the way it got, uh, uh, I think, the, the, the unfair, in my opinion, the unfair hate that it got. But again, there's people who didn't like it. There's people pre-Disney stuff they didn't like. So it's, it's subjective. It is completely a subjective question. It's a subjective answer. It's uh -oh. based. Uh-oh. What happened? You, like, disappeared for a millisecond. Whoa! Well, you you guys did too. Okay, but so I uh, it, it, like uh, so anyway, um, you know it's a different it's a different question that needs to be answered by every one of us. And I think the question should not be did Disney did Disney ruin Star Wars? I think the question should be is what since Disney has taken over what does how what does Star Wars mean to you now? I think is a better question to ask. That's a much more fair question. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and to be fair, uh, the 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 way I framed the question for this episode was meant to bring people into this conversation. A mm -hmm. uh, little a uh, little bit of a spicy title to get people. Ah, social engineering. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Channeling your inner Thrawn, yeah. Uh, hey, hey, hey. If everybody else, if everybody else can use it for hate clickbait, then we can use it for positive clickbait. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. You're right. 
So all's we'll fair in love and war, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get them in and let them. Uh, so, uh, I, I agree. I agree that it is very subjective. Um, you know, whether you like everything uh, or, or, you know, it's not that you have to like everything that Disney has done uh, since the acquisition of Star Wars. Um I mean, there's people in the fandom that didn't like some of the stuff that Lucas did. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll get to that. Um, I don't like sand. Reagan? <laughs> the dialogue in Attack of the Clones is not my favorite George work. Depending on where you get sand, nobody likes sand. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> um, did, you, did you have anything to add uh, to that? angry i think part of getting over this whole discourse i guess is the best way to put it is to have conversations like this where we can still maintain some level of being critical but also recognizing that like everyone's opinion is going to be different that's right and like i brought up before the show i love star wars i live and breathe it there's, yeah. Ask Cheyenne. Ooh. She's kind of disturbed by it in some cases. But I don't have to love everything that comes with it. Right. Okay. Like, I don't like episode one. I'm mid on episode two. I love Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi is still my favorite one. I hate Empire. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's not, it's not, there's not a cookie cutter response any of this it's going to come down to your own personal experiences and I, and then i think that's where a lot of like the hatred the hate bait i guess is what i want to call it the hate bait really comes from is just like a lot of those kind of that side of the fandom menace so to speak yeah. they want people they want an echo chamber and if someone has a differing opinion of them then they're wrong and you're wrong and everything you say is now invalidated and wrong and it's like no <laughs> So I think part of getting over this kind of like discourse is definitely like having a conversation like this where we can kind of meet in the middle and be like, I like what you like. You don't have to like what I do. I don't like what you like on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I think this is a conversation that needs to happen with more people in the fandom. I think I my, of it. my favorite quote, this is a quote that I go to all the time, and I've reposted this on Twitter before. My favorite quote is, Star Wars is like a restaurant. There <laughs> yes. are a lot of things. There are a lot of things on the menu. And it's there's something there for everybody to sample. There's something there that everybody will like, most likely will everybody will like. And you don't have to sample everything. You don't have to like everything. Yeah. You can pick your one thing and you can eat that one thing, or you can eat several of those different things every time you come back to it. But there's something there for everybody. And that's the point of it is that even with some of the biggest gripes and complaints about the sequel trilogy, there are things there that maybe you as a person, it doesn't resonate with you. And mm -hmm. that's fine. If it doesn't resonate you with it, that's fine. But there may be somebody out there who does. Right. And when we get into the history of this is there's some things I want to talk about about that specifically that affected me that may affect somebody now today. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that people don't recognize that. They're so interested in the hate bait and the and the clicks and the and the money that they can make off of it that they don't realize that there's people I was about out to there. Say, Star Wars is cheesecake factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and, and that I yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go, exactly. And that's that's exactly the point though, is that you don't you if you don't like the restaurant, there's a bunch of other restaurants you can go to. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to be people. I'm not saying that to be hateful, and I'm not telling people to leave. It's just that if you're that enamored by it, and it, your your whole center of being is around this kind of activity where you have to be hateful, then go do something that makes you happy. But there's something there for everybody, and like I said, I want to get into that more when we get into the the history part of it. Well, that's uh, that's actually a good segue. So let's uh, let's get into. Uh, what we are going to refer to as the history slash cycle of negativity across different eras. Um, so the Disney acquisition uh, and everything that's been put out since Disney acquired Lucasfilm uh, is, is not the start uh, by any means of, of negativity towards Star Wars. Uh, I, I will admit the first that I came in contact with it uh, was with The Phantom Menace. Uh, and, and in general, the, the prequel trilogy. Um, I liked the prequel trilogy. Um you know, there was a certain film in that trilogy that I liked a little less than the other two. Uh, it was sand, didn't it? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you have this fixation with sand. Listen, <laughs> but as a whole, uh, I enjoyed the prequel trilogy. Um, there's a lot of people out there that didn't. That didn't. Um, I actually like it's funny is I've been watching, you know, I've been into Star Wars since Empire. I think we talked about this last time. Uh, so I've been in and out of it for for a while. Um, I actually did not know what the fandom menace was until a few years ago. So don't you wish you kind of stayed away? Like, what is that? <laughs> Say that again. Don't you wish you kind of didn't know about it yeah, yeah, yeah you're, be, you're better well, it's like social heard, media i heard it's like social it media like, you're better off not being on it no yeah. shit. i heard about it and then i'm like well what is this so i started reading about it i'm like oh well that's dumb ah, <laughs> i don't get that <laughs> yeah uh and i before we continue though I, I kind of feel like since we're on, we're on that topic if you don't mind me interjecting here i don't Ooh. think this discussion should be about attacking specific content creators. Oh, either. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like when we're, when we're discussing this, this should not come down to pointing fingers at one person in particular. Um, I, I forgot to mention that before because that is not what we're here for. <laughs> um, that, that being said, I will, <laughs> I will say without naming any names that there are quite a few content creators whose um, whole shtick, I guess, is negativity. Yes, they're, they're we have to be well, better than that. Right there's, now. there's quite a few. And I'll quite add few. to that. I'll add to that, Lloyd, by saying this: even if you could name one, I guarantee you, where there's one, there's three. Where there's three, there's six. 
there's you can't narrow it down to one specific even group exactly even group of fellow content creators and let's just let's just leave it at that you can you can say one particular group but at the same time there's there's so many other people out there that have jumped on the bandwagon and have figured out that that it's money and, and, and yeah and i know people yeah. argue that point people say oh it's not about the money bet me it is yeah it is bet me it is <laughs> yeah and bucks it is like yeah so i figured that should be also a talking point like Definitely. we're not here Definitely. to attack content creators yeah. of a yeah. certain left you know side of the the fandom here like right 100 100 right um so uh, with this cycle of negativity, where um, was there? Do you recall any of that with any of the original trilogy? I, I do not. <laughs> but I would like special to editions, mid nineties, wild oh, yeah, time. Special editions, yes. <laughs> special editions, yes. I, I mean original releases. Yeah, The Empire Strikes Back. Really? Mm-hmm. Mine, mine was. Mine was hatred for Return of the Jedi from other people. Yeah. Okay. They um, the the Ewoks caught more hate. Okay. Well, you don't like yeah. Care Bears on meth? What do you mean? I was pr- I was probably Murder too bears. young to I was probably too young to care. But look, in retrospect, I could see that like mm-hmm. the, the hate against probably a lot like the hate toward uh, the Gungans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same kind of thing. Well, it's a different era. Well, even recently, even recently, I had a I had a conversation with somebody that was talking about the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi, and he said that was the worst decision George Lucas ever made was putting Ewoks in the Return of the Jedi. And I said, I said, this is just me to me talking again, subjective opinion. I said, but my subjective opinion of it is, is it actually was making a a kind of a reference to um, Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien, because his whole shtick was is that sometimes the smallest thing can make a difference. And that was kind of evident with the uh, with the hobbits, you know, and being able to carry the ring and resist the power of the ring and be able to carry it out and destroy it. And they could do that. They couldn't fight battles. They couldn't they couldn't defeat the armies, but they could do that one task. And and they were kind of overlooked because of it. And I think that was what ultimately saved the rebellion and defeated the empire was that one thing that Emperor Palpatine overlooked. But everybody's like, oh, they're they're just stupid, stupid. I'm like, but you don't get the point. That I think that's why you think stupid. Yeah. You don't understand it, and and, I, and I'm saying that 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 in some ways is kind of the, some sometimes the issue I think with people who truly have an issue who aren't the money making clickbaiters, the people who truly oh I, I hate it. it. Maybe it's just because it's just you know maybe there's just some there's and just I'll some go out of it, and I'll even go further. They don't truly care about Star Wars. Uh, there's some like that, you know. There's I'm, I'm like gonna that, yeah. like they don't give it damn about what star wars is they see it as a means to an end on getting that paycheck yeah. and i will die on this hill <laughs> like, oh, I, and I, i've said that before and i've been corrected i've been i've had people come in and say well jd that's not always true and i'm like no i think for the most part that is true there may be a few people out there who genuinely have major issues but most of those people really don't say a whole lot about it it's the people on the internet that are looking for that attention or that almighty dollar that have the biggest problem and like i just when it comes to things like that it's just history repeats and to kind of go back to the most recent star wars release balen skull says it's a cycle 
it's inevitable and we need to break that. <laughs> like, you know, like, well, and, and that's something I was going to talk about with like the history stuff. So that way we can get, you know, if we want to segue into that part of it, is that, I mean, uh, I'm, I mean, just to kind of age myself, I didn't get to see the first two in theaters, but I saw the return of the Jedi in theaters. Mm -hmm. And my dad says he took me to see the original in theaters, but I was too young. I was that crying, annoying kid in the background. (laughs) Annoying. But, um, you thought the right. I, I experienced when it came, yeah, when it (laughs) came to hate over star Wars, it was a hate in general. Yeah. I mean, because it isn't until recent times that people like, uh, like, okay, let's just say it nerds and geeks like us who like sci-fi, you know, we didn't get the, you know, the, the we didn't get the, uh, oh, just let him like his stuff, whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. It was, oh, you like Star Wars? You're such a little kid. Ugh, you, you know, you know, I was literally the kid that gets tried to people trying to stuff in lockers because I like Star Wars because that was my thing and because yeah. I expressed my love for it. But I was a little kid and I was a big sissy because of it. And now and, suddenly it's trendy. Yeah, like <laughs> being a nerd now is nothing like it was being right. a nerd. Back I was made fun of every day when I was in middle school because I, I liked video games and I could find yeah. out how they were made. Like now it's cool to do that. Like get out of here. <laughs> like, and see, this is get out. <laughs> this is where I wanted to drop in that part about it. Is it with it? Is it during the dark times? I, I got picked on just for being a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And then you had the 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 rivalry between the OT fans and the prequel the prequel fans. And if you like the prequels and people thought it sucked. Then people hated you because of it. I mean, they literally made a documentary called "The People versus George Lucas," yes, and if you've never did. seen it, I encourage you to watch it. It's it's a it's a parody documentary, but there's some truth in it because people didn't like the prequel so much, and they thought it was such an offshoot away from the original Star Wars that they 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 hated him for for doing it, and it was his own creation. You know, and what I see now, getting to the history, the present history, and with with Disney is that there are people who were that are now that were us then. Yeah. Does that make sense? And those people are experiencing the star Wars and experiencing something that they actually like and they love. And then they go on mass social media, which wasn't a thing when we were going through it. Mm -hmm. And now they get to experience a whole new level of, I, I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's bullying. They're experiencing a whole new level of bullying mm-hmm. because they may like something that somebody else didn't. And to me, when you throw out these ideas to people that did Disney ruin Star Wars, you're basically suggesting to people that they need to not like it because Disney did ruin Star Wars. And then you're saying, well, why did they ruin Star Wars? Why do you think they ruined Star Wars? Well, I don't think they ruined Star Wars. I like the new Star Wars. And suddenly oh, you're well, the Well, there's bad something guy. wrong. Yeah, now there's something wrong with you because yeah. you don't agree with my opinion. And I'm going, and this is the thing that makes me so mad. If you don't like it, then fine. But I see kids. I've seen little girls, little boys <laughs> dressed up as Ray, as Finn, right. as Poe, as all these characters from the new movies. And they were going around and they were so proud to be a part of other people that were doing it. And they were so at Galaxy's happy. Edge, at Celebration, at even Halloween, I seen kids dressed up as the Mandalorian, as as Ray, as Poe and Finn in in my little town of El Dorado here in Kansas. I seen that, and they were so proud to be walking around like that. And you know what? All I did was shout out to him and say, "Hey, good to go, man. That looks awesome. Your costume looks great." Blah blah blah, and just try to be as supportive of that because I remember what it was like for me not to get that support for something that I loved. 
Right. Like, I don't like... I'm going to be forthcoming about this. I don't like Ray as a character, but who am I to disparage a young girl dressing up as her for Halloween because she likes her? That's not that's not what Star Wars is about. You know, like, Star Wars is for everybody, whether you like it or not. You may not like the certain character, but I'm not going to take that feeling away from some kid. Now you're just an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, and I think that's really kind of what it boils down to. Is well, at some I, point, you're just an asshole. Sorry for I, swearing, I, but I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I loathe, I loathe gatekeepers almost more than I loathe clickbait haters. Our mascot has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah, is Earl. I, Earl is the mascot of the show. <laughs> Yeah. Any anybody anybody who goes around and says even even to this day, people I've I've talked to people number one who think I'm weird because I dress up in a Jedi outfit and I have lightsabers and I have this massive room full of Star Wars stuff. Even at my age, I deal with people these days who've never seen Star Wars and they talk about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. We 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 share the same loves, buddy. So we share was, the same loves. Right. I was saying uh, before the show, like. You see my posters, but that's all you can see because all of my books and paraphernalia are all that way and can't can't be seen on the screen. So that, I'm with you. We've we've got uh, friends and 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 in some of our cases spouses who don't understand our fascination. Um, yeah, Nick Mandy does not like Star Wars. Um, the only only thing she likes about Star Wars is the Ewoks. Um, yeah, one eighty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cheyenne hates Ewoks, but she loves porn. So, like... <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, I I don't have it scheduled, and I'm not sure when it will be. But we are actually going to do an episode about Ewoks. Um. So we used to do this thing on, on the Patreon where if you uh, donated a specific amount, uh, one of the tiers, that is, um, was you get to pick the opposite, uh, uh, the topic for a future show. So um, we got a, um, a donation of that specific amount, and uh, the topic that they chose was Ewoks. So... It's coming, folks. Much to you mean the political metaphor and allegory of the Viet Cong. Much to my own uh, detriment, we are going to be talking about Ewoks on a future. And if we don't, if we don't bring up Yub Nub, it's not a good conversation. Oh, I won't let Cheyenne forget about it. Don't worry. <laughs> It'll be that'll be down the road, folks. Um, yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. Thanks, Earl. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he looked at me with disdain. Um, where were we at? Ser I seriously lost my train of thought. Uh, we were, we were, were talking were about disparaging people from the fandom over yeah, stuff we don't yeah, like. I mean, and for the most part, I would say that uh, social media is, is the largest culprit. 100%. Um, 
social media wasn't, wasn't really a well, see, I don't know. It wasn't a huge, huge thing when the prequels came out. It was there. It was, it was like in its early, early, early yeah, beta stage. It was it's like proto-internet stage. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But by the time the sequel trilogy hit, it was in full swing. And so the so the hate, I think. It just became more apparent because it's um, easier to disseminate that's the problem yeah. yeah you know back then you had to take out an article in a magazine or a newspaper and right you know but nowadays it's like one click and suddenly you have millions of views on something you know right and every everybody wants to be a journalist everybody wants to throw their opinion out of there everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame right right blah yeah. blah 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 i mean on and on and on. i mean we can go on and on about the ills of the internet yeah I don't want to be famous. I just want to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but now if we want to do that, instead of criticizing it and hating it, we are now considered. Yes. I, I think I'm going to be getting my shield card. <laughs> oh, I left we, my shield uh, card. I left my shield card in my other pants. <clears throat> we are uh, thinking about upgrading it to from shill to yes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I think, it's just, I think we need two forms of ID. It's fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get into this club. <laughs> Man, I'm yeah, I'm out of coffee. That's that's a bummer. Um, but so, I, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. So I mean, the the hate. What I was getting at is that this hate, the negativity toward a specific era, um, just wasn't as prevalent. Uh, with the original trilogy and, and to some extent even the prequel trilogy as it has been with the sequel trilogy. Um, but another, uh, we're, we're kind of leaving out a big part of Star Wars that we haven't discussed. Um, another part of, of Star Wars that I did not really see a whole lot of negativity toward or hear a lot of negativity toward uh and that would be uh the expanded universe before it was mm. called legends now wait a minute <laughs> okay, that, that's why I'm I, was, I was gonna say the same thing I'm like whoa <laughs> i did not see it that's why i'm bringing it up i want to know what you're Experience clearly, clearly, you never talked to people when Chewbacca died. Okay, there was that. There was that. I I do remember <laughs> I had I had a couple of friends. Angry Wookie shakes fist at Moon, well, and we we had several heated discussions about that. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, I didn't see a lot of of negativity in in the EU. But but then again, but then again, the what you when you're talking about. Lack of social media, first off. Again, yeah. Secondly, mm -hmm. it, secondly, in order to, I think, invest yourself in so into the uh, the entirety of the EU, you had to be a pretty dedicated Star Wars fan in order to do that. So the right. amount of people that actually wanted to sit down and read that number of books was a very limited, even sure. a limited fun and even a limited percentage of the fan base. And mm -hmm. even then, you had people who read certain ones, like yeah. they would have read. You know, just their favorites. They wouldn't have read every piece of medium that ever came out, and I'm even guilty of that. I have back here in my book collection. I have 
EU books that I've owned for a long time that I, the ones that I've read, but I don't own every piece of medium that came out of, out of the EU. But, but much like this book here and, you know, um, things that, you know, when, when you, when we, when people talk about Star Wars and they say things about Star Wars and they're asking for, you know, things that don't fill in the gaps necessarily, it's always been my thing is like, well, I'll refer to the EU until canon changes it. Yeah. You know, I'll just say, well, in the EU, this is the explanation, and that's the one I'm going to go with right. until they change it in canon and it becomes something different. Right. And I'll give you, I'll give you, for instance, I'll give you, for instance, um, when Ray, this is a big point of controversy out of the Rise of Skywalker. I know it is. And people probably feel very differently about it, and that's fine. This is from me. This is, my, again, my caveat. The caveat is, is this is subjective to me. When Ray used her abilities to heal people and the snake and then Ben Solo, and you know that kind of thing. Um, in in the in the when they explain that power in the EU, and be angry, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it was always a thing where certain Jedi abilities only affected certain people or only available to certain people. Mm-mm, they were only available. Well, but, but I know what you're saying. Okay. I, yeah. I know yeah so. Like, and they were like, the big point of contention was, was, well, how come this guy didn't do this or blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, well, maybe they just weren't able to, mm-hmm. you know, and that could be the simple explanation is maybe they just weren't able to. And like I said, that's just my position. That's just the way I saw it. And I'm like, maybe they just couldn't do it. Or there could have been any number of reasons for it. You know, maybe and, they just didn't have that ability. And that's the thing is like kind of building off of that as well. The theory was put forth back in the EU that like, yeah, the force healing thing that's directly influencing midichlorians to preserve life. Mm-hmm. Palpatine couldn't do that. Theory number two, he absorbed Padme's life force to keep Anakin alive to put him in the suit. <laughs> okay. So, like, there's so much... The, the problem with the EU and the hatred that it gets is that there's a lot of speculation and theory. Because like JD says, until canon fixes it or corrects it, depending on what the issue is, I'm going to refer to it. But that may, because we refer to it, it throws it like the, the mainstream canon out the window. Like the Sith, they're not in it to heal people. They're in it to stay alive. So in the case of like, um, I'm going to throw an old school Sith Lord at you, Ulit Keldroma. You know, if he was going to get stabbed in the chest he'd absorb that person's life force to keep him alive. Whereas an old school Jedi, uh, like Arden, he's the one that created the damn lightsaber for, for Christ's sake. He'd be like, no, okay, you stabbed me, but now I'm going to heal myself by using the force. And until Canon corrects that, that's kind of how I'm going to refer to that. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So like JD said, there's a lot that can kind of go back and forth, but with the hatred with the EU, like it's because there's too much theory and too much speculation that people don't take it as a, a valid argument. If that makes sense. So you yeah, can't. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I think, and like you said, and like I said, to me, I think for us, there's a lot of people who Disney canon doesn't count and it's the star Wars and the EU is the only thing that counts. And then you'll have people who say things like, well, George Lucas never okayed the EU. It was just true. Something they did outside of it. 
And I'm going, okay, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not discounting the EU. I'm not going to say just because he didn't say it was okay that it's not okay to, to look at it and to say it because there were some very interesting stories that was told. There were some very good, there were some very good um, character yeah. developments that happened in those stories. You know, there was a lot of things that were background about different uh, aspects of even the Empire or the Jedi or the origin stories or, you know, legacies of them and things like that. There's so many interesting stories that came out of that. And mm -hmm. I don't think it, there's anything wrong with being someone who, who rides that line right in the middle like we do. We're, I'm, I accept Disney as canon. I think that's the way the, the canon is now. But if I can't fill in the gaps with what they've done, I'll fill it in with the EU until okay. otherwise instructed. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, some people may freak out about it. Some people will be like, oh, hell no, that's not what we're going to do. That's screwed up, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's fine for you. If that's the way you want to do it, that's great. I, I'm, I'm completely fine with whatever you, with whatever, however it works for you. I, I'm of the opinion, I think there are too many people out there, especially on social media, that take somebody's opinion, whether good or bad, as fact. As fact. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. those are just opinions. <laughs> and every other week, it's we're firing Kathleen Kennedy based on my opinion being taken as fact. It's just, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It, it truly I've got, is. I've got, I've got two punch cards. I've got two punch cards. One is how many times are we going to fire Kathleen Kennedy? The other right. one is the end of the world. Yeah. Right. And I think after about 30 of them, I should get a free something. Until I see Subway, Subway. an official press release yeah. from Disney that Kathleen Kennedy is being let go, I'm not going to believe anything I read. And what a lot of these like naysayers like to think is that she hasn't done anything productive. She's been in movies for 40 years. She has overseen some of like the biggest pop culture franchises of all time. She has produced them. She has been a part of them. E.T., Indiana Jones, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You got the Star Wars franchise. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, And it's just absolutely ridiculous to assume that someone with her credentials is going to be fired yeah. For having launched the Disney Plus subscription service using a Star Wars show. Yes. That made money. That made money and became very popular. It is asinine to assume that someone with her credentials is going to just be let go because she had one or two misses. I don't know who I have to tell this to, but welcome to life. You're not going to win every time. You're going to have a misstep. Obi-Wan, I'm sorry, was a misstep. <clears throat> You're going to have that, but Andor is fantastic. It, it, it evened really it out. <laughs> and see, and see, I loved Obi-Wan. I thought it was great. I thought it was a little slow, but That's the ending point. the ending was like, yes! Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, hit you like a truck. I'm in the middle of you two on this one. I didn't love Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. but I liked it. It was, it was good. But like, you don't like it more than Andor? Absolutely not. I think Andor was a show that was specifically made for people our age and above. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was an adult-oriented story. You can have your swashbuckling space western meant for Flash Gordon kids. You can have that. We have that in Clone Wars and the original trilogy. We have that. You know? But now it's time for, like, okay, how do we appeal to, like, I don't want to yeah, make you guys feel terrible. But how do we appeal to the fifty-plus crowd? 
How do we appeal oh, no. to the? That's not you know, me. You know what I'm me. saying, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like, you're, how do we get a show out there that can appeal so, to that demographic? Right. So, and like, it, and in some cases, it's not even an age thing. Where where, yes, it is an age thing in my case, but also uh, anybody that now. Well, you're throw, trouble, yeah, man. I was gonna say you're gonna have to throw that up there. No, man. <laughs> that, uh, so I'm right there with you, Shay. <clears throat> to any regular viewers of the show, uh, it comes as no surprise, it will come as no surprise that Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's good, it's a good movie. So Andor by extension, I feel like was made for me. Yeah. Because it, it's the same, uh, what do I want? Setting, theme. Uh, I don't know. It's just it was it was kind of the same. It was more Rogue One ish, I guess. I I kind of feel like that Andor was that show made for people that the original trilogy trilogy was. We were kids when that came out, and now that we've matured to become adults. It's a it's something that was specifically made for those kind of people, right? To say we've matured, we we want to mature with you, and we want to make some content that's that's going to be more for you, right? So, since we are on the topic of Andor, I, I want to do a little quick shameless self promotion. Uh, in, in a couple of weeks, we are going to be doing an episode. Um, I'm not sure if this is the, let's call it the working title. In a couple of weeks, our title, our, our show is going to be Andor One Year Later. Uh, so we're going to be doing a retrospective. On, well, there's only one way out. Right. Uh, so if you are a fan of Andor, uh, make sure that you tune in. Uh, I want to say that's November 21st. And uh, we will be talking about Andor. So back to the topic at hand. Um, so Obi, Obi-Wan was good it was good subjective it was and that's the point of this yes yes it is subjectively, <laughs> subjectively good i'm not going to say it was objectively good because mm. it's not a fact <laughs> you didn't like it so obviously it's not okay let me back up a minute i didn't like the first okay okay <laughs> go ahead man go for it <laughs> i loved the idea of it and i i love you and mcgregor Oh yeah, and I, I and I would give my left nut to have a drink with that man. Okay, but I thought the story was contrived. I loved the bits with Darth Vader, and I'm not even a Vader fan. I don't care for Vader. Hit the hot button take alert. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't care for Vader. I, got I hot button take for you. loved when Vader showed up and just like marched to that town and was just like, oh. You're, you're, <laughs> kill you. And he just snaps the neck of that person. And you're like, what the, f-? you know, <laughs> it's moments like that where you're like, oh, God damn. I love the ending. The ending was what made it. But everything leading, you're sneaking Leia out under your jacket. Come on. Come on. <laughs> like, I never, nobody ever said it was perfect. Come on now. All right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, come on, you're you're gonna do a Scooby Doo like maneuver? Like I don't understand. Like I don't I don't need that in my Obi Wan show. <laughs> okay, like I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. And 
I love seeing a different side of Tatooine. I love seeing the Inquis the Inquisitors. So there was a lot that, like, the creative side of it, they did well. But a lot of it dragged. Like, a lot of cool Easter eggs. Like, when he shows up on the one planet and he sees the 501st clone begging. You know? Yeah. The girl that comes up to him. That's Ewan McGregor's daughter, by the way. Yeah. Cool little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. Seeing Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I was like, you know? Stuff like that. I thought that was cool. But the yeah. overall show... Six out of ten. It's mid. You know what the crazy thing is? Is that I am not a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan hardly at all. There's maybe a one or two songs that I like of theirs, but he has been in two of my favorite franchises. And Back to the Future is the other one, isn't it? Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been in two, and I'm going. Why did you really? man. Well, I know who he is because I know what band he's from. I know who he was. But mm -hmm. and I saw him then, and I was like. Oh, cool! And then I saw him this show, and I went, "That's two, two franchises are my favorite franchises." He's been in both of them. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So it's not that I didn't like Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. I just there were certain story beats in there where I'm like, I love that, I love that, you know. But a lot of it was just dragging for some reason. So that okay, I just wanted to clear that up That's, before y'all okay. start well, saying he hates Obi. -Wan. I don't hate it. I just didn't like it. No, I yeah, I didn't think that you hated it. I just thought <laughs> it wasn't your favorite Star Wars. But taking opinion as fact is the is the point of this. Exactly, exactly. Well, see, for me, I liked Andor. From... Shay liked Kenobi over Andor. That is funny. She's. I'm a fighter. I'm gonna take. Her you know, I'm a texter right now. <laughs> see, and here's here's my thing. Is, and this is to kind of go back. Today. But Very you're good. wrong. <laughs> and see here's my thing it kind of kind of piggyback on that for a second it could kind of, I, my least favorite and least loved and i say least loved movie or medium out of the entire star wars franchise is attack of the clones valid that's fair and, and but but when it comes to my marathons that I watch at least twice a year where I watch all the Star Wars shows that have come out, including maybe not like the Clone Wars and like Rebels, but I'll watch all of the live action stuff. Um, whenever I watch those shows, I, um, I do not disclude that in any way. And I'll watch through it because when you see the Jedi fight in the arena at the end of that movie, I'm like, that blew my freaking mind. Yeah. I was like, no way. I'm like, that's like the most Jedi I've ever seen in one place. And only like I'm 10 like, survived. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. And I, remember, I went, oh, my God, that is crazy. <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, it's my least love. But there's moments in it that I love, and there's others that I just can't stand. See, and, and that opinion is valid. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Now, it's not my favorite. If, if we're ranking them... Uh, Attack of the Clones for me is like third from the bottom. Hmm. So Rise so is are, your last, isn't it? So there are two movies that I liked less than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and I have my so, but um, we won't get into that now. Uh, <laughs> but so, so, so Shay says that Attack of the Clones felt like. Filler. I think that's the point. I I can kind of I can kind of agree with that statement. 
I'm waiting yeah. for a really angry text from her in a second. I'm not. I, I've never looked at it in that. I've never looked at it in that fashion before. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it was more of a filler movie. Like Phantom didn't really build the world. No. Attack did. Like Phantom was more of like, okay, here's a character. You know what he's going to turn into. Point A, point B, end of the movie. Now this is pod racing. Awesome. And then like Attack of the Clone came out and you're like, okay, what's what's really happening in the galaxy at that point? And that's why I think it was a lot of like, you know, yap, 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 yap. Fill in the blanks here. You know, we got a better look at Coruscant. Yep. A much better look um, that we didn't really see until Clone Wars. Um, you know, we've, um, so one of the things that I, I liked about, about it was, uh, when they got talking about the, basically when they got to talking about the clones, you know, you know they're on Camino and the whole idea of they were genetically created from Django Fett and, uh, you know, being a big Boba Fett fan, uh, the, the Fett family is is uh, important to me. Uh, so I'll name you three others that you might like. <laughs> oh, yeah? Three other movies or three other Fets? Families in the Mandalorian okay. clans that you might enjoy. Well, yeah, I, yeah, no, I mean, Mandalorian lore in general is is probably my favorite thing overall about Star Wars. Um, but, uh, so I, I think we're getting into a good point where we can start segueing into that, that last discussion topic, which I will not call, did Disney ruin Star Wars? I will reword it in a different way. Is Star Wars, has Star Wars been better off since the acquisition by Disney? Yes. Way to word it, or would you word it in a different way? But get the same point across. No, I'll even say yes. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, well, but, but if we're looking for an answer to the title, mm. uh, my short answer is, is no. It, it did not ruin Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars was great before Disney. Oh, I was but, answering the previous question of like. Was it better off with Disney? Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, Did it ruin I'm, it? No. I'm answering the, the first question. No, uh, no, I got gotcha. answer, no. I don't think it did. Uh, it was great before Disney took over. There's still a lot of great stuff. Without Disney, we never would have had Rebels. Right. We never would have had Rogue One. We <laughs> never would have had the last season of Clone Wars. We never would have had The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, here's here's a question. Here's a question for you that'll kind of that'll kind of boggle the brain a little bit. Okay. Would like you that. have Would you have rather? This is again subjective, of course. Hmm. Would you have Would you rather have had this, or would you rather have had Star Wars never have another piece of medium added to it? So aside from comics and books, if it had been left with george lucas and he hadn't done anything with it he hadn't continued the legacy or do you think 
you know, would 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 you think you would be happy? Would people be happier if they did that as opposed to giving it to Disney and doing the medium and then taking the chance and creating medium that some people liked and didn't like? You know, I mean, I guess it's a I guess it's a question of would you rather it be dead on, on dead as a doornail since the, the Revenge of the Sith or are we happy that they took over and they expanded so, the universe and they continued the story? So let me ask, let me, let me kind of counter ask. So you're saying Disney doesn't buy Star Wars, stays yep. with George, but the only new stuff we get is comics and books. Correct. Because that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's essentially what it was. Um, we got the clone, we got the clone novels, triple hmm. zero, stuff like that. We got the five book thing from Karen Travis, and that was the biggest release since Return of the Jet or Revenge of the I Sith, mean, rather. And and to be fair, to be fair, I'll even add I'll even add this into it. Because Filoni was still working on the Clone Wars. True that. So we did have the Clone Wars too. So we would have been remanded to books, comics, and cartoon cartoon TV mm. shows. And a couple games smattered in there, like Force because let's not. I mean, like that, but I'm not. I'm not crazy. throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade on George Lucas. I'm really not. No. But let, the reason why I ask that question is, let's be real. Okay. He sold. He sold Star Wars to Disney because he had several reasons, but. The biggest reason I've heard he sold it for is because he wasn't sure either he wanted to or he'd be able to complete See, his version of the sequel trilogy. Right. That, that's where my mind is going is I don't think George would have gave us anything new. I mean, you have to think well, a lot of the it, issues he had was 20th Century Fox wasn't going to help him anymore. That's for damn sure. Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Those were independent films, by the way. The prequel movies were independent films. He financed all of those. Yeah. So, like, whether you whether you like it or not, he was kind of doing it on his own. He didn't have the corporate backing. He hates corporations, which is why I think the, a lot of the issues that stem from him selling it to Disney was, oh, now he's a sellout. Homie, if you got $4 billion, you can be damn sure you're selling out, too. And it didn't, and yeah. it didn't matter because... When Revenge of the Sith came out, everyone panned him over the prequels. They raked him over the coals. They hated it. They hated all of it. The Phantom Menace was terrible. Jake Lloyd was a terrible actor, which, by the way, Star Wars ruined his life because of the negativity he got. Yeah. Um, at best, he almost killed himself because of the negativity around Jar Jar. Yeah, and I, it, heard even, I heard even Natalie Portman had problems. Exactly. So well, and see, and that's what I was going to say earlier when we were talking about it, is that maybe social media wasn't prevalent at that time, but the proof is in other places if you look right. hard enough. And these actors who had drug problems, attempted suicides, you know, uh, uh, being harassed, all kinds of stuff. I mean, that stuff is documented. Yeah. That stuff is doc that stuff is available. So even before social media was a thing, there's people who found a way to get to these people just to express how much they didn't like what George Lucas himself the did creator. with his own franchise. <laughs> yeah, the so creator made. <laughs> you can't tell me. You can't tell me that this is is not more about the individuals who pull these kind of things and not about necessarily what they it's not what they didn't like and i'll say that now and i'll stand on this pedestal 
with the sequel trilogy with what Star Wars is doing now. Here somewhere, give me a second. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna stand on it. It's not about it's not about what they've done with Star Wars. It's about for these people what they didn't get. Right. They built because it wasn't what they wanted. It wasn't what people thought that they wanted, and yeah. because it didn't happen. Then they became angry about it, and then it became a problem. Then well, it became an even issue. Even with George, they probably would not have gotten what they wanted. One hundred percent is that this was always George's story. So who are we to tell him how it should have gone? Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank right. you. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but can I name drop? I'm sorry. I know I said I wasn't going to attack a specific. Don't topic. do it. Don't All do right, it. You're right. You're right. I'm Don't not do it. Don't do but it. But there's a certain side of the fandom menace who love to take. George's word as gospel. Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But they hate what George creates. Yeah, and by extension, because a lot of what Disney did was they took the story beats that George made, and they just spun off of it. And do I think in a lot of cases George should have been brought on for a consultation? Think sure. Yeah, I agree. I think he should have. He, he should have well, been insulted. But there's a difference between there's a difference between taking his word for gospel and still hating what he created. And then even if he were to have advised on things like the sequel trilogy, let's just throw that out there because I know that's the hot button topic for a lot of the you know the the money grubbers. Even if he were to have consulted on those, people still would have found a reason to hate it. Well, so it, it it doesn't matter yeah. what yeah. he says, what he does, what he created. They were still going to hate it. So by extension, now that he doesn't own it, it doesn't matter what Disney does, what Disney says, what Disney creates, they're still going to hate it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The, Star Wars is well, in a lose-lose situation. So here's a, here's a perfect example, though. Here's a perfect example, though. George Lucas apprenticed Dave Filoni exactly. to be his predecessor. And right. they hate what he does. Right. Even though George trained him and said, this is the story, go with it, be creative, do what you want, take yeah. chances, blah, 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 blah. And people still throw a fit about it. They still complain. And I'm like, it's, it, uh, I'm sorry. It, it's just, uh, yeah. It's and, ridiculous. And, it's, and that's why I said, I, I, that's why I said when we started talking about this, I didn't want it to turn into a toxic conversation because it can be, even for us who love it, support it, and are fine with it, even though we don't love everything about it. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to add this little analogy into it. I never loved and don't love Star Wars because it's perfect. Right. Oh, I love yeah. its imperfections. I love its imperfections. And and <laughs> things like, and I'm, I'm sorry, but things like, and I'm going to go on The Last Jedi for a minute. So anybody who doesn't like it, plug you your freaking ears. Oh no, I'm gonna listen. Full I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it because this is the this is the pe- this is the other pedestal I'm gonna stand on. Hit me with it. If you're the most powerful guy in the universe, there's very few things that can make you go to a disparaging place or bring you down. And if you're faced with the choice of one of your own blood relatives potentially being a mass murderer. And you have to make the choice of whether to end their life or try to find some way to keep them from doing what they're what you sense they're going to do. In my opinion, there's no there's no other way that you could bring down one of the most powerful and one of the best characters in the franchise than having to make that choice. But therein lies the point. Now, I don't like the Last Jedi, but I will <laughs> That's say. Okay. 
No, no, hear me out. Okay, good, good. You're sorry. talking about Luke's relationship with Kylo Ren. Right. Okay. You're talking about the scene where he's over his bed, he ignites his lightsaber, it was going to kill him. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Because on one hand, you have Luke, who loves Leia. He, she's his sister. Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back, PTSD. Okay. <laughs> they have a child with Han Solo, you know, Ben. Okay, cool. That's his nephew. So yeah, on one hand, he's going to be struggling with the idea of his Jedi teachings, like for the greater good, like hot fuzz, you know, like for the greater good. But then on the other hand, you're going to have his familial relationship with him kick in and be like, that's my nephew. Right. Can't do that. There's something more at work. Yeah. That's the point is Luke is grappling with his identities because he's got two of them. Basically he's got Jedi and family. He's, Mm -hmm. he's, he's fighting with both. So I may not like it, but I get it. And that is, (laughs) that is why, that is why it is so interesting and why I say it is subjective because you and I see the same thing, but we interpret it differently. And I interpret it as it makes to me, it makes him, more relatable and more human, and it would be about the only thing that I could accept to be something that would that would have that would make him have, be a problem. Yeah. But for other people, it's I can't believe they turned him into a big sissy. Really? Did if they? You had to kill one of your own family members, and I yeah, I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but I if you had to kill one of your own family members to save millions of people, could you make? I mean, what would you do? Could you make the choice? And some people are like, oh yeah, I could do it, no problem. Give me do the gun. Then. Do yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm like, and then other people are like, I couldn't. I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could kill my own brother, or my own sister, or blah blah blah. Point. And I'm going. That is the point of the whole thing. And that's why I say sometimes this stuff is it just you don't you don't think about it enough, and it's just instantaneously. Oh, it sucks. And criticize it because they turned my favorite character. But he has been my favorite character too, and I am not ashamed of what he became. He became one of the most powerful people in the universe. He was a badass. He was awesome. He became a true Jedi master. I love it. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish Mark, I could show you the one I got in my front room right now. Mark Hamill liked my tweet. He's yeah. my boy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. And I don't, I mean, to me, it just made him, it just made his character that much more relatable. And some yeah. people don't see it that way. Some people just hate, have so much angst and hatred for it. But I'm going, but for you, that's fine. If that's, I guess if that's the way you feel, then that's fine. Yeah. But for yeah. me, I don't. I, I don't feel that way. I think one of the best representations of Luke was in Battlefront 2. And I think what a lot of this discussion is is avoided are the video games. And I'm not trying to sound like a, a freaking nerd when I talk about this, but like, we company. wouldn't have gotten a lot of video games without the Disney, sh- with, with, uh, Disney stuff. We've gotten Battlefront, Battlefront 2. We've gotten a couple mobile games, stuff like that. But now we're getting like Outlaws. We've gotten Jedi oh, Fallen man. Order, Jedi Survivor, you know, stuff like that. So, like, one of the best representations of Luke was outside the movies. And I think that's a problem. Now, I'm not saying that it's a bad problem, but it's still a problem. Okay. Because in Battlefront 2, there's a mission where you play as him. And he's looking for, this is like right after Return of the Jedi, you know, the Empire's in disarray, they're they're scattered, they're trying to figure out, okay, pro, like Operation Cinder, how do we gonna, how we're gonna maneuver this. Luke shows up on a planet, and he winds up getting involved with an Imperial Special Forces soldier, and they break into the Emperor's vault. You're talking about, you're talking about the storyline for Battlefront 2. 
Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, played, yeah. I played through that. Battlefront 2. Yeah. I, I, I played through that, yeah. And one of the best representations of him as a character is Dell, is the Special Forces trooper. He goes, why do you need that? I can't let you take that. Why would I let you take that? And Luke goes, well, because I asked. <laughs> like, And that's about as like Luke as you can get. Like, he doesn't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I think that's a lot of the problems that, like, Last Jedi has, or the sequel trilogy in general has, is that Luke just seems to care too much who someone is rather than just being like, well, because I asked. I don't, I don't care who you are. Like, I asked you a question and I asked if I could have it. It's a yes or no question. Like, I don't understand. They're cut and dry. But I think that's also what kind of gives Disney the opportunity to kind of explore that a little bit more. Like what made him go from black and white to now I'm drinking green manatee milk in exile. Why do I care about what Ray is? You know? And I, and I think that buildup is what matters. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But see everybody, but, and I understand why it happened and I understand why he did it. And I, and I see it from my perspective, but other people don't, they just so confused by it. And they're so like, why the hell did they do this? Why did they make him like this? Why did they do what they did to him? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm going, I get it. I understand it. It makes sense to me in the context of the story, yeah. at least the story that they wanted to write. And I'm, I'm, to me, I'm not, I'm not upset by it. I'm, I, cause I still think he, well, the way he turned out was great. And here I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw another one at you that you're really going to love. Try. Me. Okay. Finn. Go on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. The expectations of Finn and what they could have done with him, yes, they they really kind of missed a good a good decent opportunity. I'm not I'm not going to deny that. I'm not denying that they did. Okay, but if you look at what we were given and his journey from what he was when we first saw him, yeah, to what he was at the end. I mean, what you see at the end when he's standing on the deck of that Star Destroyer and he's pointing the cannon and he doesn't care if it takes him out because he's ready to save the universe. He's ready to take that leap. Okay, if you look at that, if you just look at that from the story perspective and not what we could have gotten, but what we did get, it's still pretty amazing to see the development. Now, I understand the whole, hey, and the, I get all that. Yeah, yeah. I get all that. I still like where they went. And my thing is, is that I really, 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 I really hope that when these new movies come out, I hope that he, they put him front and center as being one of her, if not protégés, if one, if not one of her, one of her assistants or helpers, or they share a responsibility in, if it's a new Academy or whatever the case may be, I hope they put him front and center on that, on that. And because I was not upset with what we got with him. Yes, there was potential that was lost. I'm not going to yeah. argue that. I'm not going to argue that because I agree. But I like, I like his progression for what we got. If you just look at the story and not take it into a, well, we should have gotten this. No, but look what we did get. Yeah. But I think that's what a lot of like the issue is, is that Star Wars is a lot of show, not tell. And unfortunately, with modern audiences, and it's not just with Star Wars, they want things kind of spoon-fed to them. They don't want to have to think about it. 
and I'm not, and this is just, this is just a modern day entertainment audience type perspective here. Like we come from generations that, you know, we had to fight for any bit of knowledge <laughs> that we had to get, you know, like you guys were analog. I was in the cusp of between analog and digital, you know, like I still had to play both fields. I'm 31. You know, I grew up in the nineties. I get it, you know, but nowadays it's just, the, the audience, when it comes to entertainment, they want fast, they want quick, they want it spoon-fed to them. The idea of intellectual entertainment anymore is gone. It doesn't really exist. And, that, and, and, and I think that's the problem with Star Wars is, say what you will, but Star Wars has always been woke. It's always been... Um, it, 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 it's, uh, it's always been with a message behind it. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. not meant to just be just flashy lights. And if that's what you like it for, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You can like it for the flashy lights and big explosions and, and stuff like that. I don't care. You can enjoy it for that, for what it is. Moving colored pictures. Right. right, right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is like, Star Wars has always been a metaphor and an allegory for for political things, for um, ideas, ideologies. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, it's always been that. And for anyone to say otherwise, you just don't get it. I'm going to channel my inner Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You just wouldn't understand. You just wouldn't get it. Like, mm. but if you like it for how you like it, that's fine. Now, when it comes to things like Last Jedi, there are messages in there. And I think we're doing a pretty okay job of establishing that. Rise of Skywalker, there's still some messages in there. Finn mm. is the perfect example of something that squandered opportunity. I mean, he was. And, 100%. I, and, and like I said, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. By saying yeah. what I'm saying, I'm not disagreeing. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm taking the story of him at face value and not looking yeah. beneath the cloth. And then maybe that's maybe that's my stupidity. Maybe that's something that I should do and I don't. But that's my point. That's my point. So you kind of just nailed it on the head. Like you're taking it at face value. But for a lot of old hats like us in the Star Wars universe, for instance we're looking for something deeper you know what i mean but like, mm -hmm. we're, we're looking at star wars as like all right what's the metaphor what's he going for here like lucas i love him to death <laughs> you know but let's be real it may be sci-fi and it may be space fantasy and it may be you know flash gordon nonsense and and ridiculousness but at the same time he's kind of unintentionally and inadvertently turned us into film critics <laughs> like you know we sit down we watch a star wars movie we're like all right what are, what, are, what are they going for here what's their goal what are, what are they trying to accomplish like what's the <laughs> message here you know nothing, what i'm saying nothing has been more prevalent on that point because i'm going to back you up on that here for a second and nothing has been more prevalent in that point is when i you guys remember like you were talking early 90s 80s yeah. tv shows sitcoms Whenever you went through those shows and you knew there was going to be multiple seasons of those shows, a lot of those shows ended on, wait for it, cliffhangers. Cliffhangers, yeah. Yeah. And nothing mm -hmm. has been more prevalent than what you're saying right now than it was with Ahsoka. Because people went, well, there's a lot of unanswered stories, a lot of unanswered questions. There's things that weren't that weren't wrapped up. That's the That's point. The point. <laughs> that is the, That's point. the point. There's going to be, I can almost promise you there's going to be a season two. Yeah. I can almost no, they've already decided there is. Yeah. There's going to be a season right. two, and why wouldn't you want a season two? It ended on a cliffhanger. Now I'm excited. Now I'm like, whoa! Now I can't wait for the next one to come. Especially 
And I hate to say it because I love Ray Stevens. I've loved him yeah. through a bunch of his other shows. There's shows that he's been in that were not popular that I loved him he in. Was I referenced in every one the of Three them. Musketeers. Oh my God. That's the one with played... Gerard Depardieu, right? No. No. No, that was the more recent one. No, okay. he, he played Portos. And he did a great job. I was like, dude, that's so funny. But it's it's that was the point, and people missed that. It's that, yeah, they didn't wrap up the storylines because it's going to come back and it's going to be addressed in the next season. Yeah. And I'm like, did you people not grow up with sitcoms and drama shows in the 80s and the 90s? I mean, or even the early 2000s? The 90s was Seinfeld, and it ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> and people were oh, fine with it. <laughs> I never watched Dallas. But when the season, when the original series finale of Dallas happened, and it ended on a cliffhanger, and people thought, "Oh, we're never going to know what happened," yeah. and the only reason I know about it is because my my stepmother and my father were freaks over that show. I was like, and they were losing their minds. They were like, "We're never going to know what happened," and I'm like, "Cheers." Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what to I'll tell you. To that too, like, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think the biggest problem is. And and it kind of comes down to two points. I think when Disney bought Star Wars back in 2012, I think there was the general like, oh god, like this can either go really well or, oh no. And I think a lot of like the, the fandom was split, right? Because a lot of the fandom as well came from the 90s, late 80s, 90s, mid 90s, like Disney movies, Lion King, you know, Mulan stuff like that. So they were like, okay, that's gonna go well. But then a lot of people from like your generations, right? Like they grew up in the original trilogy, seeing them in theaters and, and kind of experiencing what it was in the 70s, 80s. You know, they were like, oh, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> you know, it's going to end really badly. But I think part of the problem was is that no one was willing to really give it a chance. So it didn't matter if Disney bought it or not. It was going to be dead, or, dead on arrival for a lot of it. Like they were going to look at it and be like, Disney just got another monopoly type acquisition. Christ. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then on the other side of it, they were just like, but Disney's got the production chops. They have the money. They can give us more. They're probably going to milk this. So I think the Whoa. other side of the issue was Disney panicked. Yeah. So when it comes down to did Disney ruin Star Wars? I don't think necessarily they did. And here's why. I think they panicked. They just spent $4 billion. Stocks, cash, whatever. Liquid liquid funds. They just spent $4 billion. And they're like, crap. Now. Yeah, I... And now we have to make that up somehow. Yeah. And here's, here's, my, <laughs> here's my addition to that. I will keep the conversation as non-toxic as possible. But I will argue with anyone, mm -hmm. anyone who says that Disney intentionally sabotaged or ruined or, 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 or just, uh, how do I phrase this? Anyone who says that they, they, they wanted and intentionally ruined Star Wars. Yeah. Because... I I, I, will refer, <laughs> I will refer back to I will refer back to Ryan Johnson going on Twitter and showing his extensive book collection that he had about Star Wars and referencing the whole force projection thing and a, yeah. and a few other things that he put in his movie. And I'm lighters. JJ <laughs> Abrams did not intentionally try to sabotage or ruin Star Wars, not by intention. 
Ryan Johnson didn't do it either. Dave Filoni and Dave and, and John Favre are not doing that. Kathleen Kennedy's not doing that. They actually, I, 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 it's the I, 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 I don't give it's a crap. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's the head cannon. We've all built this thing up in our head about what we want to happen. And when it doesn't happen, we're immediately disappointed. And then we hate it. It has nothing to do with Disney. Yeah. It has to do with the fact that Star Wars means so much to certain people that we build up a narrative in our head. And when we don't get it, suddenly Disney's the devil because they're yeah. the ones that own it. They're the ones that can make our dreams come true. No one's going to. OK, no one's going to care at Disney <laughs> about what my opinions are. I could go to Disney right now and be like, hey, Disney, this is how you could have fixed the Rise of Skywalker. You could have had Kylo Ren live. You could have had him and Rey not fall in love because it's a toxic goddamn relationship, and I stand by it. And they could have rebuilt the Jedi Order together, and then it would have made Rise of Skywalker make sense as a title. They're not going to care. I'm a nobody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Which is the case with most of us. Right. Well, I mean, all of us, really. Right. So they don't care. They're like, we're, we're making something that George and Dave created. Because, like it or not, Dave Filoni has been a part of this since like 2005, 2006. He's and, effectively and, and Kathleen, all in. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy was handpicked. Right. And she was, and she was handpicked by George to run it through the Disney acquisition. And I you're going to sit there and tell me that your opinion is more valid than someone who has 40 years of experience in film production and someone or, or who was they care. tutored at the foot of the creator of Star Wars. And you're going to tell me that your opinion is more valid? Your opinion is valid. But, like, sure. stop. Well, and, and here's, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Here's another thing. And, I, and it piggybacks on what you just said. Here's another thing. The problem, the biggest issue, I think, with Rise of Skywalker is that when Return of the or when when Last Jedi came out, and they saw how divisive the fan base was and how many problems it caused, I think their mistake was is instead of just running with it and expanding upon that, and either letting Ryan Johnson just finish the work, yeah, I think what they did is they tried to pander to those people that didn't get what they wanted or didn't yeah. feel like. You know, and they panicked there too. And they panicked on it. And they said, Oh my God, what are we going to do? How do we fix this? And they decided to try to rush through a movie. They tried to rush the production. They tried to rush the writing. They tried to rush everything about it. And then they said, Let's try to make it up to everybody by making this. And yeah. what we ended up getting, which is has a myriad of other issues, you know, per, you know, Carrie Fisher's unfortunate passing, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things in there that. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, there's a lot of things in there that I think is the reason why a lot of people feel like it was doomed. And like I said, I tried to, I just tried to, I'm not, I'm not agreeing that it was good. I'm not agreeing there weren't mistakes made. I'm not agreeing that it was the best Star Wars. I'm not, I'm not saying any of that. All I'm saying is, is that I tried to take it at face value yeah. and appreciate what was good about it. And the parts that I don't like so much, eh, I might be searching social media why those parts come on. But I will still sit there and watch it for my star wars because it's star wars and because it's <laughs> be, and, and because yeah because it has those elements in there yeah i i just think that people in general have just put it on such a pedestal and it's no longer just a show a movie a fandom it's for a lot of people it's a way of life Mm -hmm. yes, I mean, absolutely. 
And, 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 and I say that quite literally because they have a Church of Jedi, by the way. That's a real religion. That's a thing now. I may or may not be I'm on their, into it. But, I'm on their Facebook page. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> but like with Star Wars, it, it, it defined pop culture and it and it fostered how movies are made even today. Digital editing was because of Star Wars. Music editing was because of Star Wars. Cinema in general only exists today because of Star Wars. Without Star Wars, we would not have ILM. Right. We wouldn't have digital editing. We wouldn't have... We wouldn't have ILM. We wouldn't have Jurassic Park. We wouldn't have Terminator. We wouldn't have... We wouldn't have Star Trek shows. We wouldn't have Marvel. We wouldn't have half this stuff out there. If it wasn't for Star Wars and George Lucas saying, look, I'm just going to create my own digital. I'm just going to create my own special effects. Sam Witwer was on a panel a couple years back, and he basically said, like, Hollywood fought George every step of the way. And George said, well, because Hollywood's way sucks, and this is the easier way to do it. And he did it. (laughs) You know? Like, Pixar. Pixar only exists because of George Lucas, Mm -hmm. by the way. And Steve Jobs. But that, you know, that's besides the point. Steve Jobs. Anyway, Turtle next. Uh, So, I think... (laughs) The, the problem is, is that people have put it on such a pedestal, and they and they've started creating their own headcanon at this point, where they're they're more willing to accept. I don't want to say. No, let me back up. They're 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 more willing to fight on things that don't line up with their own headcanon than they are just to accept that things are going a different direction than they thought. Like, Disney didn't ruin Star Wars. No, you did. You ruined it for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I was going to add that. Thank yeah. you. And, I, and, and I'm sorry to say that because I don't like gatekeeping. I hate gatekeeping. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's stupid. I, don't, I, I think it's I, ridiculous. Like, if I come up to you and you're like, well, my favorite character is Revan. And I go, cool. Where did he get his mask from? And you don't tell me that it came from a female Mandalorian. And I think that you don't belong in the fandom. Oh, excuse me. Like, no, I don't believe in that. Star Wars is for everybody. Did did he ruin it? No, you ruined it for yourself because of your gatekeeping nonsense, your your headcanon bullshit. Sorry for the swearing. You know, like you ruined it for yourself. Disney didn't do that for you. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick apart a show and think it's trash because you saw a brick and a screw. You're a joke. Don't say it. <laughs> like, Don't say it. You're a, We're I not name dropping. I ain't saying it. <laughs> I ain't saying it, but I'm saying it. You're a joke. You're a washed up <laughs> joke. If you're going to sit there and tell me that Disney ruined it because, oh, they're too woke. You're a joke. Well, and, and <laughs> obviously, obviously, obviously they've, I think what they've tried to do is they've done their best to try to correct the mistakes that they've made. And anybody who says they aren't or didn't, I, I would completely disagree. Yeah. Because because they brought in John Favre who and Dave Filoni who have done wonders for what has yeah. come afterwards. And and when you think about if you go beyond the movies, the greatest thing, one of the greatest uh, one of the greatest things for me was I got to walk into a town that was completely modeled after Star Wars and I got to see a life-size version of one of the greatest ships that I've, I've seen Dude, in any fandom. I cried. I 
dude, I, it was all I could do not to. I'm, I'm a grown ass man, and I work in a, I'm, I'm working in a, in a crazy, you know. It, okay, anyway, I, I, there was all I could do to keep it from doing it. I saw, because I saw I was, Cheyenne the video I took. I cried. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Right, you, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But how many other people? How many other studios? How many other production companies would have had not only the balls? But the money and the resources to put that together to give that to us, and it was. And if you, I'm sorry, too. if you, if you can't appreciate that, then I will piggyback on fan? what you said. I, I, I I'm going to piggyback on what you said. If you can't appreciate that, then I don't think the problem is with Star Wars or with what Disney's trying to do for Star Wars. I think the problem lies in in your your perception yeah. of what's going on. And yeah, it's, if it's if you Disney. never come and, and I'll, I'll just add this if you can't come around to it and you and you and you and you you feel like you'll never be able to accept it, I'm fine with that. I feel sorry for you, yeah. but I'm fine with that. And it's it's if it's not for you, it's not for you. In my opinion, and here's my thing: if they stop making Star Wars, if they shut it down right now, quit production, nothing else comes out. I still have so much media exactly. to consume. That exactly. I will be happy until the day they put me in the ground in my Jedi robes, <laughs> because that is my last wish: is to be cremated in my Jedi robes. I just have to play this game ten more times, <laughs> and I will be content. What game are you pointing at? This is Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. This is the biggest example of expanded universe content that mm -hmm. any fan will throw at you. This is the perfect example. I will Which play is... this game. 10 more times and be perfectly content. If Disney decides to shut down tomorrow the Star Wars branch or, or whatever. Yeah, I will die happy. We I've got I mean look at I mean look I mean you can see behind me. You can see behind me. I got so much stuff yeah. that I can do and so much that I can that I and so much so much that I can consume that it, yeah, even if the haters won and they said, "Oh, well they're going to shut it down." That's and fine. You, I got you're hurting no one but yourself. Right. With me being a fan of tabletop RPGs, there's a Star Wars RPG. I can make my own stories. Edge of the Empire. So yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yep. Edge yep. of the Empire. 100%. Yeah. I'll, I'll just make my own stories. Right. Yeah. But like, that's the thing that a lot of these like people who think that Disney ruined Star Wars think. They're like, oh, well, if they shut down, well, psh, Disney's... No, you killed it. You killed it. Not Disney. You ruined it for yourself. Because any true Star Wars fan, whether you're a five-year-old kid dressing up as Rey, or uh, an 80-year-old man who has an idolization of Luke Skywalker, or, or, or whatever. Anywhere in right? between. They're a real fan. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that Disney ruined Star Wars because it didn't align with what's in your own head. I to quote Obi Wan, well then you're a lost because you <laughs> lost the plot. You don't get it. <laughs> like you don't you don't get it. You know what I mean? The whole point of Star Wars is everybody coming together to make the galaxy a better place. Yeah. Found family. Exactly. It doesn't matter Wars. if you're man, woman Anything else, yeah. straight, gay, doesn't matter. You fight together. You build something better together. 
And there are a lot of Star Wars fans out there, unfortunately, that are not making the galaxy a better place. <laughs> They're making it a worse place. And they are the exact epitome of what the Empire is. And they're the joke. <laughs> they're the joke. I love Star Wars. I don't love everything don't, that comes with it. But I love I don't, Star Wars. I don't think that I, I mean I think it would be I think it'd be pretty arrogant to assume that anything somebody does or or and, and, and this is true in any franchise because I've seen this across many franchises because I'm fans of many franchises. Well, Star, Star Wars is my favorite. Count, so. Well, yeah, we well, you know. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of many franchises and, and I'll give you an example of something outside of it. I love the Harry Potter series. I've read all the books. I've watched yeah. all the movies. I, I love that series. Me and my girlfriend love it. I've been to universal a couple times to do that and that kind of thing. And they, you know, you guys are aware of the new series that's coming out on max where they're going to go through and they're going to get more in depth with the books and stuff like that. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how it goes. Cause I want to see some of these. I mean, if Daniel points. Radcliffe gives his blessing. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> like, <laughs> and see, I don't care if he doesn't give it his yeah. blessing. I really don't care. But uh, my point is, my point is, is that there's already people in the Harry Potter forums and the Facebook pages and Instagram that are already, I've even seen, I dare say some racist comments Yeah, dude. It's about nice. who they need to cast. And I'm going, it's people. It's not even out yet. Yeah. Give it a rest. I mean, seriously, let it come out. And then judge. Yeah. Disney you know didn't I mean? ruin Star Wars by casting Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico. You did that. They you didn't even, ruined they didn't that even character. Ruin, they didn't even ruin Star Wars by making the yeah. main character a female. Right. I'm sorry. You I'm going to stand on that pedestal, too. <laughs> they did not ruin Star Wars by making the main character a female. Because now we have this entire, or this entire demographic of fans that now love Star Wars. And... Because husband and wife and yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend teams yeah. go to these things and they dress up like this and they do these things together and have something mutual that they can share because of that. Yeah. How can you be mad at that? How can you say that that's not a good thing? Yeah. I don't, I, I, I can't get on board with that and I just don't understand it. Like Cheyenne and I, I, I haven't told her this. So, you know, this is a, a, uh -oh. a, a, uh -oh. a, a rebel rock radio exclusive, but I'm planning <laughs> a Han Solo and and lay a cosplay thing for next year for Halloween. Nice. And, and that's the thing. And, and that's what brings out the good, you know, like well, my girlfriend and my girlfriend in Europe got a rebel tattoo on her bicep right here. Yeah. And now she's putting together a general Leia outfit from, from the sequel trilogy. So she can wear when we go to, when we go to Japan in 2025. Yeah. And that's the thing is like Brian just said, if you think that a girl being a main character in Star Wars killed Star Wars more than dropping a planet on Chewbacca, then you're the problem. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Brian. Like that's exactly what it is. Thank like, you, Brian. You Disney didn't kill it. You did with your yeah. unrealistic expectations. And and correct me if I'm wrong for a minute, but what was the the original script that they had for Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> uh, what was the original the, the guy uh, Colin Trevorrow was it? Colin was Trevorrow. The, Trevor okay yeah, yeah. he is script that he had put together for the rise of Skywalker um they were gonna kill off r2d2 it was they were gonna kill off r2d2 do you know how many people would have lost their freaking minds if they'd actually done it there would have been fires there would have been riots. oh there would have been riots yeah there would have been freaking riots yeah I'm sorry but and, and and here's the other thing about it too is that 
and this is this is something that I kind of I kind of wanted to happen. This is kind of my I wish they'd have done it like this because it kind of touches on I it kind of well, yeah it kind of <laughs> touches on some it kind of touches on something you said earlier. Well, this is what I wish they would have done. Honestly, is I wish they would have said, George, we're going to buy Star Wars from you. We're going to give you X. We're going to give you X, Y, and Z. But what we want you to do is we want you to come in and write and produce right. the sequel trilogy using your story to complete your legacy and to complete your part of the story. Yeah. And we will give you full, you know, we'll give you the ability to do it. Would people have complained? Yes. Oh, hell yeah, they would have. Yes, they would have. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They would have. And then people refer now. They go, oh, well, have you seen the copies of George Lucas' script that did this, this, and this? And I'm like, do you realize that that script probably would have went through several changes before they got to the end? And what a lot of people, people don't realize is that his script is basically what we got. <laughs> that's with, why it changes, you know. But and, like, and I, I, ba- I haven't, I haven't exactly, I haven't been able to read through the whole thing or seen any articles about. It. I'll have to look it up because I haven't seen the whole thing. But yeah, that's what I've heard. Is it's basically what we got with a few changes, which is what would have happened yeah. even if he had the right to produce and to write it through Disney, and they would have marketed. They would have given him the endless amounts of money to do whatever he wanted. So, I mean, like I said, like you, and, and kind of going back to what you said, I, I don't think that that, I, I really kind of agree. I don't really think that any of that would have mattered or would have changed things. I think it would have been the same ending, just a different, would have, we just would have gotten there differently, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And, it would have been the same and, outcome, just a different journey. Yeah. And yeah. and again, my question is, is would you have rathered it stayed in George Lucas's hand, never got finished, never produced anything, no medium would have come out except for small, little, small things like some animated or books or comics, or an entire city full of Star Wars and uh, an entire series that people goes nuts over. And walking into a store and you can't look at a shelf without seeing Baby Grogu, or or on and on and on and on and on. That one, I want that one. <laughs> I choose that one. I choose door number two. <laughs> yeah, but that's the yeah. thing is like. It doesn't matter, and th- and that's what brings me to my my previous point. If Star Wars is in a lose lose situation, it doesn't matter what they make; it's still going to be considered a loss. Yeah. And if they didn't make anything, uh, well, then it's still a loss. You know what I mean? Like there, th- you as a as a cat. I can't even say I'm a casual fan. As a diehard fan, it doesn't matter because like I still love Star Wars. I I love Star Wars. I don't I don't love everything with it, but I still love Star Wars. And I'd rather be in that mindset rather than the last thing. It's 2023. If the last thing of Star Wars came out 20 years ago, I'd be more miserable than what I am now. Yeah. And that's what people don't seem to understand. Like, I love every... No, that's not true. I don't love everything that's come out, but I can understand why it come out, why it came out. Mm -hmm. I love Rebels. I don't really care for Obi-Wan. I love Andor. Hit or a miss on Ahsoka, depending on the episode. Yeah. I love Mandalorian. Season two was great. Season three, not so much. Not so much. But that's the point. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather be caught in that 50-50 split than nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Shut up, yeah. Cheyenne. 
<laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to text her right now and be like, no, nah, you owe me. Mm-mm. Well, and you know, and you know, the one, you know, the one show, you know, the one show that none of us has mentioned. Well, there's technically there's two, but there's one show that we, well, yeah, we didn't mention that one. But there's another one we didn't mention. Nobody's talked about Book of Boba Fett yet. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I just, That's yeah. a problem. But that 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 is where I think the whole like kid Disney should have done better. Yeah. I agree with people when they say the book the, the, the Boba Fett that we got in season two of The Mandalorian was like holy crap. Yeah. That's freaking cool. And I didn't necessarily have as much problem with him as I did with like Yeah. The, the story was eh. It was kind of man, and I was kind of like, okay, I, I kind of get it. I'm sorry, but it was kind of man. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it was kind of man, and I was kind of like, eh, the story's okay, but I, I would think they could have done something a little bit different, a little bit better. But then when I saw, I agree, I'm on board with everybody else. The mods did not need to happen. No, they didn't. So here, here's my my very quick take on Book of Boba Fett. Uh, coming from. I think we've had this conversation of, of how big a fan of Boba Fett I am. So coming from that uh, perspective, um, I had very high expectations of that show. Those expectations were not met. I did not do not and will not trash the show because there were things about it I liked. However, it could have been better. And see, I've always been. That's, see, that's, that's as far as I'm going to go with it. <laughs> that's well, the thing. And see, that's yeah, Book of Boba Fett. Well, see, that's the thing for for like you. You're a big, you're a huge Boba Fett fan. And then when I saw Boba Fett, my thing was is that well, anything we get about him is cool because I always I hot take. Sorry. Boba Fett fans, I apologize now. I always thought a Boba Fett was overhyped. Oh, hi. I, I, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not saying that is an insult. I really not. And I said, but I, everybody was like, Boba Fett this, Boba Fett that. I'm like, he literally got killed by a blind man. He kind of did. But did I, did I miss that? <laughs> but well, I, no, I don't think he hmm. died. Okay. No, well, now we know he didn't die. Oh yeah. Officially now he didn't. Oh, you're talking about Re- Return of the Jedi when Han bumps into his back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Which is the big standing joke, you know. I mean, so <laughs> you know. So what? Wh- winding this all up into one little ball or big ball, you know, you want to look at it. There is something in Star Wars for everybody who is a fan of Star Wars. Uh, quick points. Gatekeeping is bad. <laughs> Disney did not ruin Star Wars. You did. <laughs> and I don't mean you, but, you know, collective you. Um, yeah. So any any final thoughts uh, while we wrap things up? Angry. The enjoyment you get out of Star Wars is equivalent to the amount of energy you put into it. If you are willing to accept that it exists, then you're already 10 steps ahead of the people who are naysayers. 
Very good. You know, and and that's just basically it. Like, I love it. I don't love everything that comes with it. But it exists, and I can't disparage people who may like it when I don't. Very good. And I think at some point, you're an asshole. I really think that's the attitude. (laughs) Is whether or not you like a particular piece of Star Wars, don't go ape shit on somebody who does. Right. Uh, Final thoughts, JD. You you hit the nail on the head. Um, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier, which was um, just because you don't like something about it doesn't mean there's somebody out there that doesn't. Star Wars is for everyone. It will remain to be for everyone. And I, for one, am on the board, on the, on the train of no, they did not ruin Star Wars. And like I said earlier, they, I've never loved Star Wars because it's perfect. I loved it for the content. I loved it for what it is at the face value of what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And and if your hatred for it or your you disagree with it, number one, I'm always open to conversations about it, just to talk about it, and not in a toxic manner, just a manner that is productive and maybe can help each other get reach some kind of common ground on it. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what some people want, but that's what I'm willing to put forth. Um, but you know, watch watch and consume what you love. And exactly. if you don't like the new stuff, don't watch it. That's fine. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm going to watch the new stuff. I'm going to give it my, I'm going to put my best foot forward on it. I'm going to give it a chance. And if I really think it's crap, I'm going to say it's crap, but I'm not going to yeah. ruin other people's experience because of it. And I'm going to support others and be a fan of other people who are fans because I, in the past, that was not, that was not the same courtesy that was given to me. And it exists even today, even at my age, it still exists. So I unapologetically love it. I unapologetically love everything about it, and I will defend those who have that same love. Great. At the end of the day, it's the kids that matter. It's the torch being passed. Yeah. Yeah. You yep. know, 100%. <laughs> carrying all that legacy. Yeah. We are. We are what they grow beyond. Exactly. That's. There it is. There you go. That's it. <laughs> Bricks and screws, guy. Oh, Take note. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, All right. Well, that was another episode of Rebel Rock Radio. And I want to thank everybody in the chat room for coming and hanging out with us tonight and talking about some Star Wars. And, of course, I also want to thank uh, my guests, JD and Angry Tasty Cakes, for coming and talking about this very important subject. And uh, just hanging out, talking Star Wars with me. It's always good stuff. Uh, so again, um, you can find them on, let's see, JD, you can find on Twitter at rodeo rock 71 yep. and angry tasty cakes at twitch.tv forward slash angry tasty cakes. And you can find us at www.rebelrockradio.com and That's another episode of Rebel Rock Radio. Next week, we are going to be talking about... uh, What are we talking about next week? I actually do have something scheduled. Let me pull up my schedule. Is George Lucas really the creator of Star Wars? (laughs) No. um, Actually, we're doing doing a retrospective next week. We are doing... uh, 
a retrospective of uh, the Mandalorian. As a, as a Dave Filoni, really the chosen one. Ooh. <laughs> so, so we'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by and listening to us. And uh hope to see you again. Thanks. Have a good night. <laughs>